For July 14th, 2015, this is episode 25 of the PHP Roundtable. Today we talk with the two release managers for PHP 7 and get a behind-the-scenes look at what goes into each PHP release. I'm your host, Sammy K. Powers. Before PHP 7 can be released to the production world, it must first go through a series of pre-release versions that people can test on their servers and you know test it with their apps and make sure everything is kosher. We've seen two alpha releases of PHP 7 so far, and the first beta release uh, of PHP 7 was released this past Friday, July 10th. So we might take for granted this whole process of PHP versions getting released regularly, and we might not put too much thought into what goes on behind the scenes with each release. So today we're going to take a closer look at the release management process with a specific focus on PHP 7. And joining us on the roundtable panel are the two official PHP 7 release managers. And one, uh, in no particular order, I'm going to start off with Callie here, Callie Silmer-Nielsen. He helps get PHP working on Windows and has been contributing to, P to the PHP community for close to a decade now. So welcome, Callie. Thank you very much. It's a great pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. And also Anatol, Anatol Belsky, he has been an avid contributor uh, to PHP for many years and is known as the portability guy, apparently. <laughs> Welcome, Anatol. Hi, thanks for inviting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So before we get, um, I'm going to ask you guys your stories on how you became uh, release managers for PHP 7. But before we do that, for those who don't know, what is a release manager, Anatol? What, what is a, how would you just sum up what a release manager is? Well, I intentionally didn't read on Wikipedia, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so how I see it, it's a person who tracks the development, who communicates with uh, outside parties, and, and this is the person who just organizes the processes and just, yeah, tracks features. So is it, yeah. So you guys are like really knowledgeable of what's going on in PHP 7 then as release manager. You kind of have to have your head wrapped around the whole project, right? Yeah. Yes, we do. There are so many aspects we have to take care of, notice, communicate about, discuss, and everything. Like we have all the pull requests, we have bug reports, and we have to determine, okay, is this bug uh, important enough to it has to be fixed before the next release, or how do we proceed? Is it okay to break backwards compatibility? And so on. It's discussions like that we take, uh, along with the mailing list, of course, the internals. Right. So there's a lot of power there, <laughs> determining the course of PHP, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone have a say, but you right. know, in the end, it's us that say, okay, enough is enough. Right. Yeah. This is where we have to draw the line. So, Callie, how did you become the release manager? Or one of, you know, it's you and Anatol, so just wanted to hear your side. What, what is, um, how did you become the release manager for PHP 7? Oh, I actually, I vouched for it. I, I wanted to be, a... <laughs> but that was mainly because uh, after 5.6, there was this quiet time, okay, are we going to go for PHP 5.7 or are we going to go for PHP 6, the next major version? And I wanted to start that movement. So 
I said, hey, I want to be the release manager. But the process was slow and eventually it was decided that we we're gonna we we're gonna do PHP 7. So we had a vote and it became me and Anatole in the end. Were you involved with uh, PHP 6 as well, Anatole? No. No. So you came you came in um, closer towards uh, when PHP 7 was decided? I didn't want to. Uh -huh. But yeah, I was told just uh, it, it could be useful because I was making some big patches for PHP 7 and was participating on several stuffs. So someone, someone told me just it could be useful. So I volunteered and now, thanks to the word, Kale and me are okay. I think it was Pierre that suggested Anatole to to be a release manager, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, cool. So uh, you guys got elected then, like it was it was kind of like the RFC process where it was sort of like posted, well, like, hey, who should be the release managers and then people vote? Commonly, no. The release managers are usually picked by that one person that actually says, yes, I want to do it. That's how it's been in the past. Um, yeah. But this time we had uh, we had a few options. So we actually had a little vote, although everyone voted for the same pair, which was me and Anatole. What what is the what's the purpose of even having release managers for PHP? What why why don't we just kind of release things as they as they get as they get done? <laughs> well, it, it used to be like that, well, sort of. It was okay. Now it's time for release. Let's go release it. But you, you can see a release manager as the project manager for that project or that version. So that release manager knows everything about that version, like the backwards compatibility breaks, um, the new features, where we're headed, what's acceptable to go in, everything like that. So he or she, I don't think we had a she yet, as a release manager, um, decides uh, along with the rest of the development team what is good for going into that version. And then eventually he or she packaged that uh, version of PHP into the tarballs, becomes available to all of us. Cool. Well, Anatol, what, what actually is part of the release process? What what makes up a, a release of PHP to make it an official release? There are different teams, yeah. So it's a development team and test tester team and web team. But the, actually, uh, the good base is just the good code. So when, when we see that we are near to the release, we have to ensure that the code is good, the code that goes into there. And this is the very first step. And this is uh, guaranteed by, by the work of all the, all the teams, plus, of course, the community. Yeah. So this is like because it's a continuous testing and so on. So when we see the, that we have the we have this good code base then we can tag it test package and so on also um, 
to the role of the release manager belongs uh, signing the tables and signing the tags, the release tags. So this is in short what make what makes the uh, release. Cool. So you you basically ensure that the code is good. You tag it um, as whatever release, and then you make the announcement on the PHP website. Yeah, of cool. course. That's that's what. I, yeah. <laughs> so um, when you tag it um, right now with PHP seven, since it hasn't been officially released yet, there's uh, it's in beta. But before it was in beta, it was in alpha, and then before it becomes production, it'll be release candidate, um, right? So yeah. what what are the difference between alpha, beta, and release candidate? I can take that one. So. The first alpha, that's um, that's the first preview version, pretty much. You may find features that break, awesome features that you love, and in the next alpha version, they may be gone. Or you may find even more goodies. Um, and once we hit the first beta, that is when we mark, okay, now it's feature freeze. So unless it's a small contained feature, you're probably not going to see more new features, and we're going to focus on stabilizing the build and fixing bugs, uh, pretty much. But it, we still have a little bit of openness to, okay, maybe it would be smart to add, for example, your pull requests <laughs> into a beta. Um, but things like that, we're still open for that possibility. And when we hit the release candidate, that is pretty much locked down. That is test, 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 and some more tests. So that, that's different stages. Cool. Well, we'll get to um, that pull request you're referring to in a little bit, because it's, it's a fun one that's up for discussion right now at the latest and greatest of PHP 7 news. You guys alluded to the quality assurance a little bit, um, but what do you guys do specifically as release managers to ensure the quality of the code before it gets tagged? We, we look through every commit pretty much. Like we're both subscribed to the CVS mailing list, so we both overlook every single commit that goes into PHP. And on the sideline, we keep running tests and we check the bug database, or at least I check it a few times a day to make sure there's nothing critical, and then we communicate on Skype, okay. Is this uh, something worth looking into? Is this something we should fix? So how do yeah. you guys handle um, backwards compatibility? Because that's something that PHP really focuses on quite a bit. So when you have some um, options for like, or some new feature that might break backwards compatibility, how do you deal with that as a release manager? We have to uh, monitor the changes, the RFCs, the features, and then figure out possible issues. Yeah, so this is actually how how we work. Yeah, there is, we have to, ah, what we forgot to, to tell that we, we have to write a, a news file for the for the release, yeah. That's it. Ah. <laughs> okay, but actually, yeah, this is sometimes quite quite a hard job to find which commit was it, which news was it, and so on. But <laughs> but actually, for the for the BC breaks and so on, we have to monitor, just to analyze, monitor, evaluate, and then we come to some conclusion. 
basically when an RFC is posted, we would require that uh, the RFC states, okay, what are you going to break? What are the impacts of that? Um, for example, the uh, scalar type declarations put a reservation on the word string, which means that some projects cannot use the word string in the it's a class name. We evaluate the situations. Is it worth breaking backwards compatibility based on the gain of this feature or whatever we're trying to do? Say we're cleaning up something. Is it worth uh, breaking backwards compatibility for cleaning up this thing, which may speed up PHP somewhere else or make this feature possible? Uh, so it's all on a case by case basis evaluation we take. We monitor tests pretty closely, and me and Anatole and a few others uh, looking well into the Windows tests, um, especially. But else we require that every single, um, every single commit is green on Travis. So if you break something, you're actually required to go fix it, or it will be revert, reverted, I think. I can remember we had an RC discussing discussing something like that back in five five I think it was. Do you remember Amazon? Ah, okay, yeah, 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 I remember that. Actually, on the Windows side, there is also the continuous integration, the builds, and the automated test runs as well. And um, I know that Remy Collet is. Uh, one of the uh, helps helps good with running running the builds early and to and uh, I think he runs also the fuzzling tests. So normally, or many people write tests just for positive cases. Yeah, like my function takes string, but the uh, uh, fuzzling you you put there uh, an object instead of string. Yeah. So you you put kind of very unusual data in there, and then you see what your function does. So that's that's kind of test. So basically testing for errors and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Well, before we uh, went on air, you guys had mentioned something about the backline process of deciding um, a base for new releases. Um, the comment was that master was fairly quiet before PHPNG was merged. So that was something that the release manager decides, right? Where, what, what branch basically you're going to be working from? Is that the idea? Well, the release managers are not elected until later on, at least not in Seven's case. So it, it was more, you know, a development team effort. We, we decided that as a team, uh, and we usually do that. It's not up to the release managers to decide which branch are we gonna, branch are we gonna base ourselves on so gotcha so I want to just step back and look at the differences between the release management process between five and seven has there been many changes um, in the release management process actually not really there was we're, we're trying out a new thing by uh, so in, in a, so when we do a release we send out four emails 
two different to one to the test uh, testing mailing list, the QA, and one to internals and general. And in those uh, mails, we include the um, the hashes and the verification codes for each release. So you can verify this is the official release, this is one from HP, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so that's something we're trying out. But else the release process haven't really changed that much. Cool. So you guys were mentored in, right, um, to become release managers from previous release managers? Yeah. By Ferenc, the release manager of uh, PHP 5.6. Ferenc is a great guy who, guy who teached us many things. But besides that, also any any other man, uh, release manager helps a lot or just needs to be asked to give some help if we need. And this did happen, happened too. Yeah. Yeah. We have a we have a good connection, and every time there's something revolving a release, everyone's notified. Every release manager of an active branch. So we have Stanislav, we have um, Julian, me and Anatole, and yeah. Cool. Well, with all these new features of PHP seven, there's obviously going to be some documentation that needs to be written. Uh, so. <laughs> how does that get? How how does that process work of of getting all these new features documented and all that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, every time a new feature is added to PHP, we ask of the committer to update a file in the root of the PHP SRC repository called upgrading to update it with the new constants, functions, and whatever functionality that that commit includes or feature, which later on is used by the documentation team to to write uh, whatever pages that needs to be done and generate the skeletons. Like we have a lot of tools to generate a skeleton for a class, for example, all the new exceptions and so on can be generated in just a second. Um, but it pretty much happens by the documentation team that picks it up and say, okay, I want to document this feature. And he documents that. But usually we uh, we have an upgrading guide done by the, the final release, the gold version, or GA as some call it. And about well, most of the uh, new features or removals and whatever documented in the manual by the time it goes goes out. But in PHP 7, we have been a little slow, at least so far. There's not been that much new documentation on PHP.net. Like, uh, there's not really any scalar type hints or, oh, sorry, declarations. We appreciate all the help we can get <laughs> to help document the features. Uh, and I believe you documented your functions, the random int. Yes. Yeah. Text. You know that Sammy already did it, yeah. <laughs> I'm on top of the game for my contribution to PHP 7. I already have the docs written, although they can be improved. Um, but getting it out there I thought was quite important. But 
Um, but you don't have to be the author of that extension or whatever the, your, the feature is to write the documentation, right? Like a lot of times yeah. the documentation comes from a third party. Yeah. Um, I started out as a documentation writer. Uh, I still sort of am and on the side, but uh, it's pretty much for whoever contributed picks up. Uh, say, okay, I want to write about this feature. Cool. Yeah, what what should be mentioned uh, probably that there is also a script that shows you which functions are not documented. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had just used that uh, when I was trying to contribute to the docs. Um, I was trying to figure out the whole process, and since the docs the docs all written in this um, doc book like XML format, it's very yep. verbose and very kind of difficult <laughs> to kind of like, <laughs> at first to kind of like wrap your head around what's kind of what's going on there. But yeah, I, I did I did run that script and I wrote a blog post about it on my website, sammyk.me, but I'm trying to find that script that um, to help you find um, things, finding extensions that don't have docs, here it is. Oh yeah, um, it's in the doc base uh, repo under scripts and the script is called check-missing-docs.php. Um, and that will check the the SQLite database that gets generated um, when you um, generate the the docs and check check it against um, what function functions the functions of documentation which ones don't. There's a couple of false positives there, but um, there's quite a bit of stuff that's not documented yet. <laughs> there's quite a bit. Yeah. I I even think things like. Reflection parts of that are still undocumented. Yes. Because it's just uh, you know generated from the skeleton, so we have the undocumented entity on docbook. Yeah. So lots of ways to get involved there with the documentation process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good gateway into um, contributing to PHP Core as well, and writing Indeed. tests. So speaking of um, contributing to PHP 7. Uh, there's been some lively discussion um, on a recent pull request from yours truly. <laughs> um, that was changing the behavior a little bit of um, my feature that I added to PHP 7, which is the CSpring um, functions. And so basically, for those who don't know, there's a there's two new functions in PHP 7 called ran, uh, random underscore int and random underscore bytes. Um, and you might you might be asking, why do we have another random function? We already have empty rand and rand. So what's what's up with this? Well, um, these two functions generate cryptographically secure pseudo random numbers um, and uh, random bytes as well. So these are um, use suitable for use in, in cryptographic secure environments and when cryptography is is important so you want to use these to um, to generate like if you wanted to generate a password or something you would want to use these functions and not empty round and, and things like that I mean obviously there's lots more op applications for this but um, that's kind of the TLDR but so right now what happens is um, as it tries to find a really good source of random um, if there are sort of edge cases where random won't uh, a good source of random can't be found and instead of just sort of just pulling out some random seed and being like, okay, we'll just we'll just use this as our seed and kind of fall back to empty rand or rand. Um, it it will error and when it errors, it throws a warning and then it just returns false. Well, false um, in PHP can easily be interpreted as zero, and zero is not necessarily a good number to use all the time for your um, cryptographically secure applications. 
So uh, the, the PR that I submitted um, actually changes that uh, functionality to actually throw an exception when a good source of random can't be found. Now, of course, this is a change. Um, this is a backward incompatible change. <laughs> uh, and so there's a debate going on of, um, of, of on, on uh, GitHub about this. So um, Kali, what, what exactly is, what is the debate exactly? So uh, a little background first. In PHP 7, most of the engine would change to use exceptions for error cases on fatal errors. So you would get, um, say, a type error, you would get a parse error, and so on, in cases where you can actually detect that. Say you have a parse error in an included file, you can actually catch that parse error with a, with a try catch now, which is great. Uh, but that is only limited to the actual engine which means that all the extensions that comes with PHP, you know, the standard library, the MySQL I, PDO, well, PDO is probably bad. Bad example, but extensions that comes with the standard distribution does not. And the discussion that goes on is whether or not we should start throwing exceptions in random end and random byte. But that would create an, you know, an inconsistency with the rest of the, the rest of the library, the extensions, and <clears throat> that is all. That is what the debate is about currently. Should we allow these functions to throw exceptions, or shouldn't we? And then wait until 7.1, for example, and then make everything for exceptions. How are we going to deal with that? And there are both pros and cons for each side. Currently, me and Anatole, we have we have discussed this a fair bit the last few days, and we we believe that consistency is a is more important at, at the moment. Although it's still up for debate, of course, it's not a final verdict. But we believe that consistency is rather important compared to this, the rest of the library. That is uh, what the heavy debate is all about. At the <laughs> so yeah. the security on the security side, um, the, they're really arguing for um, having these throw exceptions just because we really want to be able to um, handle these these problems uh, when, the, when a random generator fails, to be able to come up with a random generator because there are alternatives like um, as, um, open SSL pseudo random bytes function, which will sometimes generate. Um, this, I, this is actually, by the way, not a good function to use for cryptographically secure random bytes. It's just the best alternative we have. It's not designed to be um, uh, to, to to be used for for this purpose, but you can fall back to it, um, and it's much better than using rand or MT rand. So. Um, I guess really the the, the it, it comes down to the verses, right? Like we're 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 choosing either security versus consistency. So what is um, what is PHP kind of prioritizing at the moment? And you, it seems like it's leaning more towards consistency, right? Uh, yeah. Another question is that it's not uh, in the light of what Kale <coughs> told. It's not a question which can be solved on a GitHub page, because it's if we have uh, if we crea create this uh, precedence for, uh, case, if we create this case, then 
actually there is no community improvement for this yeah so it's not something that should be done this way it should go to internals it should be discussed and yeah this is the right, right way we would see to go cool so it's yeah yeah, do you, do you recommend um, actually have just moving this discussion to the internals list so that um, it could be fleshed out a bit bit better? Or is there a bigger uh, discussion here that can't be kind of fixed before the, the first release candidate? Uh, we actually talked about that just before the show that we should move it to the internals yep. discussion. So, and I can see just as a moment you had a new comment on the pull request. Yeah, I was saying that we should discuss it on the PHP roundtable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So no, no, no. That not not to officially decide on anything, but I just thought we should bring it up because it's kind of fun. You know, it's a little yeah. bit of behind well, the scenes. It's an interesting uh, case because it also gives a little bit of insight of how we base our decisions. Yeah. We're all different, but me and Ansel both believe in consistency, which is one of the main hatred hatreds many people have towards PHP. Right. This is the inconsistency. Yes. That's funny you said that because I was thinking right before this episode is when people say they hate PHP, the number one reason that I hear is that the API is inconsistent and it's all over the place. And I'm like, well, I, for me, it doesn't matter because I've been working with it since PHP 3 and like I'm used to all the inconsistencies. I've never had a consistent API. So for me, it's just normal. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I have a good, good example of so um, the API, yes, it's inconsistent, inconsistent. All the array functions have the same parameter order. So um, you would supply the haystack and the needle. I think, or yeah, and then the other way around for strings. So there is actually a consistency. <laughs> those functions, so that argument doesn't always work. <laughs> uh, right. Um, no, but it, I, I started out with with PHP, so yeah, um, you you get used to it. Like uh, I come from Denmark, and the Danish number system. Once you get over forty, it's completely weird. It's inconsistent with the other languages up here in Scandinavia. Hmm. And we just we just learned, okay, that's the name for that number, simple as that. That's the name for that function, simple as that. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't complain about how you make it. It's just a hammer, as Rasmus loves to say, and I think that's a really great quote. What matters is what you build with it. So, right. And like you... At a presentation, he said, you can write this beautiful, beautiful algorithm, but in the end, no one really cares because as the end user, they just want to use the page login and everything. Like you can use this fancy MVC framework, and, or you can just write in the symbol form with baked in HTML. It, it doesn't matter, really. And that's the beauty of PHP. Right. Well, kind of bring it back to um, just this PR that we've been discussing here on the CSpring uh, changes. What would your all's recommendation be for bringing that to the internals list? Now that we kind of know what the debate is, consistency versus security, 
Um, there's been other proposals of even instead of throwing an exception, just throwing a fatal error and just having it just completely crap out. Um, what what would my email be to the internals list um, to kind of bring this issue up with everyone else? So in short, it's exceptions in functions, in core functions. Except, uh, exceptions in core functions, yeah? It's, uh, it requires to work out that, that concept, the, that RFC, how to do it, yeah? And then we, if we have it, then everyone knows, yeah, we are allowed to do, to do this by this or this rule because we all have accepted this. So this is, if, you, if you're ready to work on this, yeah, so uh, just gather some ideas, what should, what should happen with, with exceptions in functions? And uh, of course, you can link to, to, this, to the discussion on the um, pull request page, Maybe that would be also interesting, and yeah, the the most con of concerns is to have uh, to have sustain uh, sustainable strategy to the for this, so we don't break suddenly, don't throw exceptions everywhere, but have have a strategy. Yeah. Right. I think it's wise that you guys are are, are really considering this carefully it's not like you just shut it down and you're like oh no that doesn't that doesn't comply so we're just going to kill it um, but you want to turn this into a discussion to make sure that we're going in the right direction so i think you guys are doing a great job of of as release managers of, of spurring this on and uh i know uh anthony ferrara i pinged him in the the php channel and i was like hey can you chime in on this pr and um he was he was really diligent about he's like i don't want to turn this into like a you know them versus us kind of thing so he was like really wise in his um refraining from from popping in there and be like oh it should be this way or that way so uh anthony Frower is awesome and you guys are awesome so you guys are doing great job so i want to i do i i'm gonna say i'm gonna send this to the php internals list although i am a little hesitant about sending any emails to the internals list <laughs> my experience uh, so far has been really great um with internals and, and getting the rfc uh, through for the Sea Springs originally, but I, I know since this one's going to be a little bit of a hot topic, um, yeah. uh, I just I'm going to throw it out there and then let it do its thing. I don't think I'm going to have too many strong opinions after I get to send the initial e email. So we'll see where this ends up going. <laughs> yeah, it's I think it's it makes full sense. So if you if you intended to work hard on this, it's the great way. You will box it through. It's no question. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, um, we're kind of getting uh, closer to wrap-up time, but uh, do you guys have any more PHP 7 news? What's kind of the um, latest and greatest? We already talked about C-Springs. <laughs> Actually, with beta, it's future complete and nothing really new. It stays, it stays as great as it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we had a little delay on Friday, I guess. Oh, really? Um, With the yeah. beta release? Yeah, and that was mostly due to... Um... Okay, I'm going to say it, is, it was uh, an experimental feature um, that was going into the send engine, which apparently had more flaws than it should. There were some edge cases and I think Anatole ended up tagging beta one four times or something. <laughs> we had to revert back. Yeah. 
And we sat up to like what yeah. was it, four a.m. on Tuesday, the first night. Yeah, and so it's to stress us out. But actually, we had we had time anyway because we had to delay the release. So if you if you have seen. Um, all the PHP 5 branches was delayed to Friday too, as well, because we had to delay, uh, do it to the OpenSSL release. Yeah, it was new critical OpenSSL release, and we, we've decided to wait for this. Yeah, because that big security uh, bug yeah. that came in last week, right? Yeah. So you guys stay in contact with the release 5 managers quite a bit, right? Because you're because you're, I'm sorry, I should say release manager for PHP 5, because you guys are on a sort of a similar schedule as far as releases. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a number in the end, but every time there's some some news, or it could be a security critical feature or whatever, then every release manager is notified, and we usually see everyone when we send back and mails in between, so everyone's always in the loop of what is going on. Right. Well, PHP 7, I uh, believe, was slated for September, November or something, or October-ish area. November. <laughs> is it November now? November. Okay, cool. Do you feel like we're pretty much um, projected to, to hit that date pretty, pretty stable? So far, yes. Although I, I was hoping for some more feedback with beta one. So I don't know if there's suddenly gonna come up a lot of cases when we hit RSC. Okay, this doesn't really work. This is simply terrible. Something major, the critical, and we have to make another release or two. Luckily, our our current timetable is flexible enough to to still have a 7.0 release this year. Well, you mentioned feedback. Are you talking about uh, bug reports on bug? Was it bugs.php.net? Uh, yes, bug reports. Um, people on Twitter, blogs, so on. Like. Uh, uh, every night I usually search around the web to see if I can find some people that have written about beta one or the latest version we have out to see what their impressions are. What are they concerned about? Is this something we should um, take into consideration? Is this something we should discuss? And so on. So I spend a little bit of time on that because I think it, uh, it helps us quite a bit, although many people don't seem to be posting the feedback to our list, sadly. <laughs> well, that kind of brings up uh, something that uh, happened kind of with PSR7 was that it was um, this proposal that was submitted and it was in draft mode forever, and then they eventually got it into like a kind of a beta mode or whatever, and when it finally got tagged, it's like, okay, this is officially it, this is what we're is set in stone now. That was when people started looking at it, uh, and they started giving all this feedback after it was kind of set in stone. Did that happen between PHP 4 and 5, and do you anticipate any of that happening between uh, 5 and 7? I think they're going to wait until after the last minute. <laughs> Maybe release sure Canada at 16. <laughs> uh, no, we actually had a 
actually had a fight too, and that was a release, not, not a point oh, but it had nine release candidates, I think. It was a great example. Wow. <laughs> Such. Cool. Well, hopefully um, all these bugs and everything will get worked out, and, and when it gets officially tagged as stable, PHP 7 will be flying colors, best PHP version yet. I know it is. I know it is. I've already seen it. It's amazing. It is <laughs> you know, it is already because uh, there are many articles now about uh, that HHVM is faster than PHP 7. Yeah. Earlier, this question didn't exist, you know? <laughs> well, um, unless you guys have anything else uh, on this particular topic, I'd like to wrap this thing up with the developer shout out. Um, and this is actually one of the um, one of my favorite segments because it recognizes a developer in the community who's just given so much, and this is uh, a way to give back to that developer. And sponsoring the segment is Laracast.com, and they are providing a $50 Amazon gift card to recognize the developer for this episode. So if you don't know what Laracast is, it's basically the Netflix for developers. And if you're listening to PHP Roundtable because you're trying to learn PHP or do something cool, Laracast is something that you're going to absolutely love because it's got tons of screencasts that show step-by-step -step how to do like really cool things in PHP. And I'm a personal subscriber and learned tons from the guy Jeffrey, Jeffrey Way who puts it on. So definitely check out Laracast.com. So for this episode, the panel nominated Dmitry Stog uh, Stogov. Yay, Dimitri. So, um, Callie, why why did you guys uh, nominate Dimitri for the developer shout-out? We nominated Dimitri because he's the guy that does all the magical stuff behind the scenes. He is the one that goes in and fixes those hard-to-debug issues for us model ones, so to speak. Um, he's the guy that knows everything about the Send Engine, the real core of PHP, and he's the father of um, the Send Engine, I would say, the current father, together with, um, with the rest of Send that contributes to it. Great. Well, Dimitri, I will be contacting you soon about getting this gift card to you, and I'll be sending you a custom thank you note for all your all the, all that you've done for PHP in the community. So thanks again, Dimitri. Um, and finally, uh, let's wrap this thing up with some shameless plugs. So we'll start with Callie. You got anything that you want to promote? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would love for more feedback about PHP 7. Of all the releases, that's uh, I care about all kinds of feedback. Does PHP 7 suck? Is it slow? Is it bad? All these things, I, I want to hear about it, and I want to hear about it. Why? Uh, bug reports, test results, and everything. Or if you're shy, too shy to send to internals, you can mail me directly, and I will bring it up with Anatole. And um, my mail is kelly at php.net. Um, so it's simple and straightforward. So it's K-A-L-L-E, right? Yes, at php.net. Cool. And I love to hear all the feedback. Great. Even from crazy professors that thinks PHP is poorly designed. <laughs> I'll take it all, really. <laughs> Excellent. No. Anatol, do you have uh, something to shamelessly plug? Yeah, I do. 
This is a new extension inst installer, which is called Pickle, P-I-C-K-L-E, and it's written in PHP. It's available on GitHub. It's a project where some people all already work, and we have some releases, and it's, um, it, based, it's, it is based on the composer principles, and it uses also Symfony, and we use um, Atom, which uses the whole project in background for the tests. So with this extension installer, we hope to build a better possibility to integrate PHP extensions uh, into the composer projects. Like you, you write a line in the, the composer.json and it, it installs for you everything. Also, we plan to support other PHP implementation like, like HHVM. So this, this was my plug, actually. Cool. Yeah. So are you actually working on Pickle? Yeah, I'm working hard. So, so now it was going to a bit down because of release management uh, activities, but actually it's planned to uh, release, uh, to do a new release soon and to release a website. Because, for example, with this tool, you can you can compile and install an extension directly from GitHub branch. Yeah. So cool. And so, so it, it'll compile it for you. Then is what you're saying. Like, you, it'll download the source code and then automatically try to download any dependencies it needs and compile everything for you. Yeah, probably not. Fetch not not to pulling pulling the dependencies, but compiling already. So, and with pulling the dependencies, it's a bit harder job because it depends on where you are. For example, for Windows, it's, it just fetches. Actually, it's, it's also compatible with Peckle, with normal Peckle. And uh, it's, for Windows, it's ju it just fetches the binaries. For Linux, it, it fetches the source, compiles it, and adds to PHP and E. So, this stuff. With dependencies, I think it's a bit harder, you know. <laughs> but still, you know. Yeah, this is a tough problem to solve, it sounds like. But um, I think I brought it up in a couple episodes ago with, um, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name, P-Threads, uh, Joe. Uh, Joe Watkins. Watkins. Yes, thank you. Watkins, yeah, um, yeah he, I was talking to him about Pickle, and he's saying that that must be really difficult to solve the problem of, of you know, compiled language and using kind of a composer version, a composer type thing for compiled language. Um, how are you getting around kind of the root? Um, like, do I have to be, do I have to be a root in order to um, install the package or the extensions? Yeah. yeah. Okay, That's cool. So it basically just makes it easier to manage your PHP versions yeah. and stuff. With, with some modern, modern uh, some more modern principles and, for, especially for Composer and for just de decentralized for GitHub, for Bitbucket, for such this stuff. We can also package package any, uh, the extension source. So. Gotcha. So if I use something like Ubuntu and I use AppGet to install PHP, um, would I be able to use um, Pickle as well to install extensions on that? You, mind, you mean in PHP 7 or with, with Pico? Yeah. yeah, if I install PHP 7 in the future with um, AppGet, for example. Yeah, you will, you'll, be, you'll be able, yeah. It's, it just picks up uh, the PHP that you run with, or you can uh, use an additional option to show which, uh, which uh, PHP binary you want to use. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. 
I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. <laughs> so everyone who's interested, just GitHub, Friends of PHP, Pickle. Yeah. And that's it. Well, this could be really um, big for the future of PHP because in um, yesterday at the Chicago PHP user group, Elizabeth Smith came and talked, and she was talking about a new AST layer in the, the core of uh, the, the PHP engine, and she yep. said it made it possible to do some really crazy things with extensions like, for example, add syntax for the hack language as an extension in PHP. So if you had that extension that existed and then installed it with Pickle, then suddenly you can kind of quickly get a, a, a HHVM, HHVM-ish version of PHP. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that what's going on? <laughs> With HHVM, no, we, we used it, so I worked to support it directly. Unfortunately, the, the external extensions in HHVM are not yet that mature. But we, could, we can also support some something else like Falenja or something else, any other uh, PHP implementation that exists. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Oh, did you have anything else that you wanted to promote? I'm sorry, I just I took it on a tangent there because I was really interested about it. No, people. that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> It's that that was the thing. If cool. everyone is encouraged, so just go there. Uh, GitHub, friends of PHP, pickle, and just take a look, please. Cool. Exactly. <laughs> For sure. Great. Well. Thanks, uh, Callie and Anatole, for joining for this uh, release management episode. Um, our next episode is going to be The Only Girl in the Room, inspired by the panel discussion at Midwest PHP by the same name. Um, and should be an interesting, uh, cool topic, roundtable discussion. Also followed by another one that I'm really excited about, uh, documentation and developer experience. Um, and we're gonna, uh, documentation seems to be kind of the thing that a lot of people forget about, but is so important, and um, I'm actually quite passionate about it myself. So looking forward to that. Um, if you have something you'd like to share about a topic um, that PHP nerds care about on the show, definitely let me know. Uh, my uh, Twitter handle is Sammy K, or just ping the PHP roundtable. Um, and thanks again, Anatole and Callie, for joining us, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks everyone. PHP Roundtable is recorded live using Google Hangouts on Air. If you'd like to get more information about the live broadcasts, visit phproundtable.com. While you're on the site, join the mailing list to get notified about the next live episode. And hey, maybe even join the conversation at the roundtable. We'd love to hear what you have to say. The theme music is provided by Bensound at bensound.com. The PHP Roundtable logo was designed by Clint McManaman, and you can find him at mcmanaman.co. That's M-C-M-A-N-A-M-A-N dot C-O. Thanks for listening. I'm Sammy K. Powers, and I hope you'll join us for the next episode.